there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I am Salty. And I'm Cam. Gentlemen. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Sorry, I interrupted you. You were about to say something fun, weren't you? I was just going to say exactly what you said. Uh, I was just inquiring after your well-being. You you know what I thought you were going to say? Gentlemen, start your engines. (laughs) I almost, I almost thought about saying that as well. So we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I, That's I feel like he was going to say that too. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't have any... I decided not to because we don't have any engines to start. Right. I mean, that's quite that's quite often used metaphorically. You could use it metaphorically, Cam. Yeah. Speaking of engines, I just realised like yesterday that I haven't gone down and looked at my car for weeks. Yep. And I'm, I'm actually parked on the public parking level. <laughs> Interesting. So, I should probably go move my car up to my actual car park. Yeah. How many parking funds do you reckon you've gotten? No, I shouldn't have any. I don't think they care, really. Oh, that's Salty's car corner. Shall we get on with the topic of the show? <laughs> <laughs> so somewhat, I uh, feel like Salty's car corner is more interesting. Yeah, this is padding. This is padding. <laughs> What's the topic of the show, Cam? There's a lot of negativity about this topic. I'm just going to... F- Flag this with the listeners. I thought I came up with an absolute banger of a topic, and I've received nothing but grief about it. So, if you're on Team Cam, just keep that in mind. Uh, today, we're maybe, be- maybe decide what team you're on after you've heard the podcast. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking. No, this is an exciting one. We're talking about the National Economic Security and Recovery Act. Riveting, aka Nasara. <laughs> But we're also talking, I guess there's a fun version of this, which is Gisara, right? Yeah, well, so Nasara, it's like Nasara Gisara. It's the same thing. And there's like the National Economic Security and Recovery Act is also the National Economic Security and Reformation Act. So there's even another level to it there. Right. So it's getting, I see it is getting more interesting. See, is the difference between the Nasara and Gisara that it's national versus galactic? Yeah, well, I I actually couldn't find anywhere where they said what the G stood for. So I was like, is it global or is it galactic? Right. Did you see someone talking about the G? No, I, that, that that just came into my head then. 
Yeah, you said there was aliens involved, so I assumed galactic. Yeah. There are aliens involved, but I think it might be global. But anyway, the point is, while I was doing my digital ethnographic research this week, hmm. uh, reading cooked people's Facebook feeds, <laughs> uh, I noticed like a couple of uh, these anti-mask people that you might have seen on my Twitter feed were talking about Nasara Gasara. And I was like, well, that sounds interesting. What is that? And then you look it up and it looks incredibly boring. Uh, so the National Economic Security and Recovery Act, or NASARA, was a proposed economic reform in the 1990s. A guy called Harvey Bernard came up with this. So uh, I know it sounds boring, but what it involved was replacing income tax with a national sales tax, so sort of like the GST, mm-hmm. uh, getting rid of compound interest on secured loans, and returning not to a monometallic currency, but a bimetallic currency. So pinning the value of the dollar, the US dollar, to gold and silver. And uh, I think gold and silver, I think the way it works is that gold and silver, the, the prices sort of interact with each other on the market. And that's what the, the value of the dollar is pinned to. So rather than fiat currency, which is the system that is currently now where it's not pinned to the gold standard at all. But this is also different to the gold standard because it's gold and silver. Although it doesn't have to be gold and silver, it could be gold and platinum or you know, gold and iron. So you see, it is a lot more interesting. I um, Just a quick point here. I heard one guy describing bimetallic currency as one type of metal wrapped in another type of metal. And he's explaining it. I'm like, I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, so in his, in his mind, and maybe there is a, a portion of it is, but bimetallic currency is literally that one coin has two metals. Right. Like uh, a euro. He thinks it's just a euro coin. Yeah, yeah, with a little coin in the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I think part of the explanation was like they were trying to hide one of the metals. It seemed weird and I, I don't know. Yeah. So the National Economic Security and Recovery Act uh, never actually got proposed to Congress. Yeah, this was, bloke, um, Harvey, just made a, like put a whole bunch of books together proposing it, right? And then yeah. distributed them to politicians. And they were like, yeah, that's no, okay. Yeah, we no like- thanks, Harvey Bananas. <laughs> Income tax is actually quite good. We get, like, some of everyone's money. Mm. That's fine. And we do have, we have sales taxes anyway. So, for, for whatever reason, there wasn't a huge take-up on this idea of massively reducing the amount of money that people gave to the government. From the and also, government. Also overhauling the entire economic system of every country based on one guy's book. Yeah. Anyway, that's what you might have thought happened if you just read the normal history books. But what actually happened was that Bill Clinton, in the dying days of his presidency, passed this legislation into law and everything was ready to go. He actually passed the, the National Economic Security and Reformation Act. He passed that into law and everything was ready to go, but the bloody Illuminati got in there. Oh, again. <laughs> and they put a stop to all of it and Is this did they put us is this the thing where they put a stop to it by doing 9-11? They did. All of the files for like wiping everyone's debt yep. were in the Twin Towers. And so they had to jam a laser in there. Sure. Or however they did it. Yeah. So it's sort of the opposite of the end of Fight Club, where they they were about to erase everyone's debt, but uh, someone blew up the the building it was all in. Uh, yeah, it's a reverse Fight Club. Hmm. 
That is somewhat interesting. You should have said that. This topic is a reverse <laughs> fight club. Yeah. So, George and W. Just Bush is imaginary. Yeah. George, <laughs> George W. Bush isn't a real guy. Spoiler alert. Mm. So, now, wouldn't, yeah. it be, wouldn't it be like Dick Cheney wasn't a real guy? Yeah, it's just some guy in the woods shooting himself. <laughs> so, yeah, th- this is the thing. George W. Bush uh, put a stop to it, but it's such a weird thing that the QAnon people are onto it now because it, it does seem to be very pro-Bill Clinton, uh, who they're not huge fans of. Right. And it's also, it's weird. I, I watched a bunch of Nasara Gasara videos from, like, 2017 where they're not even believing that uh, Trump has been elected. They're, they're so anti-Trump because they think that Trump is part of, you know, the cabal that is going to be keeping Nasara Gasara out. But presumably at some point in the last couple of years, since QAnon's come around, those people have sort of switched sides. But there was some very anti-Trump stuff at the beginning of his presidency from these people. Right. So there was some other stuff that uh, Nasara Gasara was going to do. So there was this woman called Dove of Oneness, a.k.a. Shaney Goodwin. I like how you said it, like Dove of Oneness. Was her real name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and then she changed it to Shaney Goodwin. So Shaney Goodwin is sort of, was the sort of the main person who picked this conspiracy, well, it wasn't a conspiracy, who picked up this idea that this legislation had actually been passed into law and then it was suppressed. She was the one that started that whole thing. And uh, she put out a lot of ideas about what it meant. It was it went beyond just, you know, going to a crazy coin currency and all of this other stuff. It was apparently also world peace was declared and there was going to be a full global financial reset. But uh, one of the things that uh, it was going to do, there was this uh, scam called the Omega Trust which was an investment scheme uh, in the mid-90s that was done by a guy called Clyde Hood, who was an electrician. And for whatever reason, he started going around to church groups. Well, I actually, I know the reason he started going around to church groups. He started going around to church groups and telling people that the Lord had given him the mission that he needed to uh, make everyone rich. And then for whatever reason, people like, okay, I'll give you money then. And so he asked people to send him $100 in the mail wrapped in tinfoil so that the government couldn't intercept it with their money detectors. And within within, uh, sort of a bit over half a year, he would return you $5,100. So quite a bit of a a return there. And then, of course, uh, it was a Ponzi scheme, so that never worked. Is that a Ponzi scheme? Well, I was... Because the Ponzi schemes where you like you, you you pay early investors with the money you get from later investors. Yeah, this one he's just keeping everyone's money. Yeah, I think maybe it was a, it was intended to be a Ponzi scheme, and he never quite worked it out. He didn't get past the he didn't get to the pyramid stage. He just kept all the money. Yeah, <laughs> he ripped off like a huge amount of money, uh, like just massive amounts of cash. Uh, Ten million dollars he got from people sending in hundred dollars in the mail wrapped in tinfoil. And part of the Nasara conspiracy is that uh, when Nasara is unsuppressed, everyone who lost their money in this thing is going to get their money back. So what's that like a hundred thousand people, right? Who are sending in a hundred bucks? That makes ten million, right? Whatever. I didn't do maths in year twelve. 
so there was sort of a little bit of a built-in audience for it from those people who obviously want to get their money back. Uh, I mean, a hundred bucks is not a huge amount to lose, but it, yeah, okay. the the idea is that you're going to get the full fifty one hundred dollars back, and if you invested more than a hundred dollars, let's say you invested a thousand dollars, you're going to get you know fifty one thousand dollars. So those people are, have an investment in this being real. Mm. It was also it got tied into the the Iraqi Dina conspiracy, which I th- we might have talked about before. Dina, Dina. Yeah, it rings a bell that one. Um... So th- that's about the Iraqi currency, the Dina being revaluated. So mm. at the moment, uh, for whatever reason, well, actually because of George Bush, uh, the Iraqi d- Dina is not worth a huge amount of money. But there was this idea that was being pushed that if you invested in it, if you converted your US dollars to Iraqi dollars, when they said, oh, hang on, we've got to re- reevaluate how much this money is worth, suddenly you would be getting this huge return on investment. And so these people would make massive amounts of money off these rubes by selling them the Iraqi money. And so part of Nasara is when Nasara kicks in all of that money, that's when we'll actually do the revaluation. Just a quick aside, I just finished reading um, Black Flags, which is a book about ISIS mm-hmm. uh, from 2017, I think. I can't remember the author's name. Uh, really, really interesting. Um, and about, it talks. Is it about like their early years just traveling around in a van? <laughs> <laughs> Not about Black Flag, the, uh, the proto-hardcore band, no. Really interesting. And it talks about the destabilization of Iraq and how basically uh, the U.S. government created ISIS by talking up Al Zakawi, who was kind of the founder of ISIS, um, and then yeah, really interesting stuff. I don't want to. I don't know. It's a good read. I'll let you discover for yourself. But yeah, check it out. But you didn't realize while you were reading that that what they were actually doing when the, while they were destabilizing Iraq was distracting you from Nasara. Yeah, definitely. Which I know now after watching um, some YouTube videos with robot voice talking. <laughs> so what are the, what did the robots tell you, boys? Basically that it's the aliens, right? It's the Galact- Intergalactic Federation who are trying to do everything. Yeah, so this is the other thing. After this woman comes up with her conspiracy, then these other people come in over the top and are like, yeah, it's the, the, all of these aliens are trying to bring Nasara in, into being. So she's passed away. She's, Has she? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think what's kind of happened is that, that that whole thing died down again, but now it's bubbled up um, just, I don't know, it's 2020 and these kind of things are just bubbling up everywhere now. But it's also being tied into Bitcoin as well and Q-anonymous people and sovereign citizen people are all kind of taking a little bit of, a bit out of this. Um, and alien people, it seems. That was what I took from the robot, was that it was the Intergalactic Federation. And is that because, the, is it does it tie into the whole trying to usher us into a new state of, like, being? You know how that was, that was something we talked about really early on, was that the aliens were trying to, like, make us evolve into our next state of being with the star children and all that kind of shit. Does that all tie together? Yeah, exactly. Opening up our third eyes and ascending mm. to a higher state of consciousness. Shedding this earthly plane. Yeah. If they want to do that, don't do it under 
the National Economic Security and Recovery Act. That is not a name that makes me go, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to open up my third eye. If we're going to go into a new era of existence and we need to re-evaluate the whole way we do money, why aren't we just bloody go on the Star Trek Next Generation route? Which is? Just do away with money. Great. Yeah, so we can all just concentrate on educating ourselves. Yeah, and exploring and- space. Yeah. <laughs> the idea is that we're going to, you know, we're in the, what the age of Aquarius, and we're just going to be paying sales tax instead of income tax. <laughs> <laughs> but it's wiping debt as part of this whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be some Ferengis to come along and fuck everything up with their bloody latinum. Isn't someone started? Because uh, okay, so my research for this was putting on some videos in the background while I was working today, and completely zoning out of them. Because uh, it's just people talking about economy, and I do not care. Um, but I tuned in briefly, and one of them was talking about the Ferengi, and he was talking about the Ferengi and how they seem to have some sort of similar economy to what Nisara is. But I don't know enough about that. Is that just because their their currency is gold plated latinum? It's like one metal inside another metal. Oh, it was the same guy. So yes. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Gold pressed latinum, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's what that guy was talking about when he was talking about the bimetallic currency. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he sent me down the wrong path. <laughs> oh. um, the only other thing I really had was. Uh, uh, this one guy, um, one YouTube channel, was a Bitcoin guy, and the channel was called Pimpy's, as in he's a pimp, Pimpy's Investment Chat. Yes, I came across Pimpy as well. And I thought he was doing a fake Kermit voice at the start. Right. I was like, oh, instead of doing like a robot voice, a, a voice-to-text thing, text-to-voice, it's a text-to-Kermit voice. What a refreshing change. But it was just his voice. <laughs> oh, no. What is going on out there, peeps? Man, somebody is trying to score some major, major brownie points with the United Nations. Man, our boy Alcademia is not playing around. Not playing around. And that's all I that's all I got out of that one. I am um, just as an, as a little bit of a shooey, uh this week I saw someone posted Hamilton done by Muppets. Right. And I started watching it. And it wasn't bad. And I've never uh, listened to or seen Hamilton. And I was like, should I just watch this instead of ever watching the original? Was it uh, the actual um, Muppets, like, was it sanctioned Muppetry or was it? I, I don't think so. Hmm. But they were nailing the Muppet voices, so maybe. Maybe all the Muppet voices are incredibly bored in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Uh, so I saw Pimpy on, uh, I was looking at a website called dinarguru.com. It's also, it's almost almost like a proto QAnon thing on this website. I saw people like looking at these messages that people had posted on dinarguru.com, like they're doing YouTube videos about them and decoding the messages that these investment gurus or these people with insider information about what was going to happen to the economic reset. And this is like way before QAnon, but they're sort of, it's the same sort of thing. This, uh, participatory conspiracy theory 
So, but on dinarguru.com, the on the front page it says the world's largest and most trusted archive of all your favorite guru predictions from around the web since 2010. Million Day, Pimpy, Caperoni, oh. Jeff, <laughs> Brightling, Poppy. Not our, not our mate Jeff. Oh, I hope not. Poppy three, Oki Oil Man, Frank twenty six, Mint Goat, Enorste, BGG. Militia Man, Mailman Seventeen, and all the others join over one hundred one thousand six hundred and thirty-four of the sharpest, most savvy, and informed members, and growing. What a pitch! Yeah, um, there were some big names in there: Militia Man, uh, Oki something, Oki Oil Man, Oki Oilman. He sounds pretty good. The weird thing is, when you look up some of these names on YouTube, you can see that like people were obviously taking the financial advice of. Some guy who works on an oil rig, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, that's, that's where the money is these days. Well, yeah. he has, he does have some good financial advice to impart upon you, which is go work on an oil rig <laughs> and just don't fall off it for the duration of your career and you'll be rolling in money. But I don't know if you then want to turn all of that money into Iraqi currency. Or also the, the alternative was they started uh, doing it with the Vietnamese dong. I thought you'd uh. like that. Just for the lols? No, I think it was a similar currency in that it was, um, like, sort of very, like, it crashed, basically. Right. So it does kind of make sense this is a proto-Q thing, or there's Q people interested in this, because, um, you know, it's all about the government, like, the Dove, what is it, Dove One Goddess, or whatever her name is? Yeah. Um, she was, you know, this has already happened, and we're already going to get the money, and it's all it's all happened, so don't worry about it. People have done this behind the scenes. So it does make, like, that's exactly what Q Anonymous is or what it started as. So there's, you know, there's crossover there, right? Yeah. She just needed to do it. Like, if she came later, she probably would have made a lot more money from it. Yeah, I think she made a bit of cash. I think she was making sort of more specific cash. I saw there was a a one woman who... Specific cash? Well, rather than sort of a generalised money-making scheme with, you know... Selling books and merch and you uh, know, right, yeah. crowdfunding, uh, specifically making money from specific targeted people. So there was like one woman who said, Oh, this she ripped my mum off for ten thousand dollars, or that was like the amount that they could complain about. But the woman said, Actually, it was more like hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm. but we could only prove that she stole ten thousand dollars from my mum. Mm. But rather than just stealing a little bit of money from a lot of people, stealing a lot of money from a few people. Stealing money from people, not good. No, no. not cool. Do you have anything else about this? Like, what's the... Well, so on the galactic side of thing, I, I was looking at one Nasara website and they, they had a bit about the evacuation of planet Earth. Oh. Mother Earth is weary and has reached the point of complete exhaustion, you know, waiting for the 3D Nasara mission decision team to choose to announce Nasara to the waiting world. She's waited long for the stolen money to be delivered to the people, but with no results. We've arrived at that final moment of decision to either go with plan A, where we act decisively to help our star friends restore balance and harmony to our planet, or plan B, when Mother Earth does her own restoration through immediate major Earth changes. So I guess the uh, the threat there is you better get on with Plan A because Plan B involves uh, a physical polar shift where the Earth would just flip over. <sighs> Isn't that happening? Is it? Like, yeah, that's like a, a sign. Maybe it's like a magnetic 
I, I mean, I don't know enough about this kind of thing. Hang on, let me let me look it up. Well, the what, what they're proposing here is that the entire planet would just suddenly flip around. Right. <laughs> and the effect would be similar to jerking hard on a pan full of water. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry? The oceans would rush over the continents with a wave of water five, mi- five miles high. I am not joking. Hat on, that's one of the um, the aliens that's involved in this, has written much about this in the Phoenix Journals. Such a catastrophic event would require immediate liftoff by Starship to rescue the people. Yes, pre- preparations have been made for this. Creator God Aton, different to Haton. Oh, no, I think Aton is Haton. Knows everyone's sole intent, and the Ashtar computer system has locked onto everyone who has decided to be lift off, lifted off in such a situation. It will take 15 minutes to pick up these people worldwide. The remaining people will be given one last chance to be lifted off as well. Another 15 minutes will then be needed to complete this second phase of liftoff. So it's a 30-minute evacuation scheme. Right. So, do you want to be in the first 15 minutes or the second 15 minutes? Um, I'm pretty high here. I think I'll be okay to last for the second 15 minutes. I thought you were going to say pretty high here, so I, I forgot what you were talking about <laughs> halfway through that. <laughs> um, I was thinking of the magnetic uh, reversal, which happened to Earth, not the polar like flip. Yeah, right. It's all science stuff. I don't really understand. It's all science, man. Yeah, and so when you get taken up into the starship, uh, if you are a, have a low frequency, you may have some trouble getting beamed up. So probably everyone should start working on their frequencies. Right. Um, how do you work on your frequency? Do you think? Do you like? How do you get it high? Probably buying some books. <laughs> yeah, it's a good start. I did see there's a, a thing going around the QAnon world at the moment, which is actually causing a bit of drama in the conspiracy world. Somebody, I don't know if Q actually announced this, but somebody has revealed that Trump has converted all of the 5G towers into frequency healing towers. Right. So in, instead of broadcasting at like 800 megahertz or gigahertz or whatever it was that they were broadcasting at, which was, you know, sucking the oxygen out of the air around you and killing you instantly... Uh, they're now broadcasting it at beautiful 432 gigahertz or megahertz, uh, which heals you. Yeah. Wasn't that we talked about that in, like, chemtrails recently as well, how people are like, oh, no, chemtrails are good now because Donald Trump changed them yeah, to right. being good and they're healing us. <laughs> yeah. And there was also this idea, oh, have you noticed there's a lot less chemtrails lately because Trump has stopped, put a stop to them? As I, or it could be because... Air travel stopped overnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's it's causing huge dramas because the QAnon people and, like, the 5G people and the sovereign citizen people and the vaccine people, they're all really starting to get along. And then because of this, the QAnon people and the 5G people are not in the same space at all because the 5G people are still very invested in 5G, you know, causing coronavirus and... Uh, or causing coronavirus symptoms and being evil radiation. And the QAnon people are like, nah, 5G is fine now. That's good. I mean, if I'm going to get faster internet, then... Yeah. Go lick a 5G tower, though. That's how you get your uh, your frequencies up. Now, I, there's a lot of um, talk about QAnon. This is probably more of a news thing, but I'll just drop it in here, about all the people running for office in the US that are QAnon openly. Mm. Um, and people are getting quite concerned about how much power QAnon uh, supporters are going to have 
And I just uh, remind everyone that I said that QAnon will somehow become president in 2020. Uh, and hey, it's getting closer. <laughs> there you go. Good work, Robbo. Thanks. Nothing Pat. has happened in 2020 to change my mind. Thanks for bringing that egregore into existence with the power of your thoughts. Hey, who knew I was so powerful? I'm just happy to be here. So that's Nasara. That's Kasara. Yeah, there is a lot more to it. Like, there's a lot of intergalactic politics at play. Is there a lot more to it, though? Well, there's a lot. <laughs> like, I really looked for stuff, and it just was nothing. Like, I mean, it was something, but it's ultimately dorks talking about the economy and people saying stuff's happened and, like, and Bitcoin nerds. Yeah, so, I mean... I found one description of this is what the law is, and this is how they put it. There is right now a law on the book that when announced immediately improves your life. Nasara initiates peace immediately and one, restores constitutional law, two, removes every politician that you don't like. This is, well, I'm paraphrasing now. Three, abolishes unconstitutional states of emergency. So you can also see why it's quite appealing in the age of COVID. Mm. I'm not sure what the state of emergency that they were so concerned about was in the mid-2000s. I guess this was when they were all freaking out about FEMA camps. We had a lot of hurricanes. Yeah, but like, were they looking at the hurricanes and being like, oh, this is like, a, you know, people are whinging about the masks now. When the hurricanes were happening, were people whinging, oh, there's too many FEMA officials cleaning up this hurricane? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Partial remedy for 90 years of government and banking fraud. What about a complete remedy for 90 years of government and banking fraud? Uh, but Nasara would zero out all credit card balances and give full bank debt relief. Wasn't it like a thing that like every American citizen or something was going to get $150,000 a week or something ridiculous like that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think that, that, that's, I mean, they probably could, right? If we start cutting off billionaires' heads and redistributing their wealth. Probably. Uh, abolishing income tax and a new national sales tax on new non-essential items as revenue for government. Uh, so not food and medicine and not used items. So it's it's weird because they sort of, they do incorporate the really boring, dry, original Nasara into this insane thing. So where does the Galactic War come into it then? Well... So th there's all of these things, like ceasing all U.S. military action, establishing peace throughout the world, releasing enormous sums of money for humanitarian purposes, uh, releasing all the new technologies, the alternative energy devices, all of the things that have been suppressed, all are released when this law is unsuppressed because the law has already been passed. But the, the aliens come into it because there's supposed to be these aliens like Pleiadians and the different people from the different galactic federations are supposed to be working to get this law released to the people. Now, why our star friends can't just step in and say, do it, or we'll zap you with our ray gun, I don't know. Maybe because that would set a bad example at the beginning of an era of world peace. Yeah. But that's where the aliens come in. These alien guys have come in over the top of the person who's come in over the top of this economic reform that may or may not have worked and said, Actually, it's all aliens that are trying to reveal this to the people. There's nothing about aliens in there, really. So I think maybe they should then move it into being more about aliens. Then people like Salty and I would be more into it. Mm. Well, they have. If you could not fall asleep to the robot voices, you would have heard all about it. Uh, there was a cool song I heard. 
It's kind of like a guitar medley song. Singing about <laughs> Nasara Gasara. Yeah, I put it into the chat. Um, I, I don't know what the content was, but... You I mean, you know, it's the kind of thing where I'd go, I'd maybe put it on a playlist and then absorb all that information over time. See, if Iron Maiden wrote a song about it, it would be full of factual information that you would just learn. I feel like Iron Maiden would have written a song about the original tax reform. (laughs) Well, if you can find that, I'm back into this topic. (laughs) That's how I learned everything I know about Alexander the Great. Oh, yeah. From the Iron Maiden song, Alexander the Great. Mm. It's also how you learned everything you know about long-distance running. Yep. Banger. Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, that's Nasara Gasara. Just, just something I noticed in my travels, and I thought it might be worth explaining to people. If you if you see that, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, right. Um, Cam, I'm glad you brought it to the table because... You know, it is it is somewhat interesting, but also it gives a, gave us a chance to rip on you um, for, you know, us finding it boring. Yeah. That's and good. I think any time we have a topic where one of us brings it to the table and the other two rip on the person, I think that's a win for us. Yeah. But I think and the listeners. It's really a win for me because people would have listened to this and been like, yeah, Cam, you were right. It's interesting. And I'm also interested in the original economic reforms being proposed. Would that have created a more stable economy? Addis, tell us. Tell us who's in the right. <laughs> uh, where, where can they add us, Robbo? Uh, you can add us at Hypothopod on Twitter. That's probably the best place. Um, we've got a Facebook and Instagram, but we don't really use them, do we? Nah. nah. Um, Institute.com, cookedunits.com for our merch. Is that right? Yep. And we're also on Patreon. Just look up Hypothetical Institute. And thank you to our cooked $33 sponsor, Tammy. Um, we'll be doing a Patreon news show just after this as well, which has uh, got some Stonehenge, got some PK, uh, got some other fun things. Ooh, I, well, I was wondering what was PK was up to. Oh, you're going to find out <laughs> on the Patreon show. <laughs> oh, can't wait. Uh, Cam, where do people find you? They can find me at Sexenheimer. I've been posting a lot of sovereign citizens uh, interacting with the constabulary lately. Uh, not sure how that's going to continue because I feel like we're getting into the area of copaganda but uh it's it's a tricky one to navigate uh you can get me at ale of a time um this weekend i'm recording a new podcast on the beer together channel check out the ale of a time it won't be up by the time so this won't be up by the time that thing that's recorded but uh you can god damn it i screwed this plug up ale of a time.com and salty (laughs) <laughs> uh, you can get me at Salt Marsh on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Andrew Salt Marsh Illustration on Facebook. Check out Tohada on Patreon. And I do a lot of art Twitch streaming uh, at twitch.tv slash the salt. Also some video games at the moment. And I've been playing, yeah, Sea of Thieves a lot. So I've been streaming that too. Arr. Fuck, it's so much fun. <laughs> like, it's so much fun. We'll have to tune in sometime. Yeah. I, I actually kind of want to play it, but I don't think I can on my my computer. It's got it's got very the the minimum requirements is very low. Oh, I can't like crop a photo on Photoshop these days because my uh, computer's just right. <laughs> yeah, 
Anyway. Maybe not then. All right. Bye. 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 Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry about a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget, we're all...